All right, you guys, I am currently struggling with a pinched nerve in my neck. And if you have ever had one, you know the pain. So I am feeling super thankful for today's sponsor, Tanasi. Tanasi's CBD, CBDA is two times better than CBD alone and better than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. It helps soothe and relieve my aches and pains like my pinched nerve, and it's great for sleep and anxiety, so I put it on right before bed. Tanasi was discovered by a team of chemists and biologists at Middle Tennessee State University, and 5% of all revenue is given back to the university partner for ongoing research. It is THC-free and comes in a range of products. I love the topicals, but you can also choose from soft gels, gummies, and tinctures. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tanasi for 30 days, and if you don't love it, you get a full refund. Go to Tanasi.com and use code MOM to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order with promo code MOM. Since learning the truth about alcohol over four years ago, I've become pretty skeptical about anything that seems too good to be true. You know, like alcohol. If you're like me and you can spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away, congrats, you're a skeptic too. Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our standards. I take Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus every morning because it has high-quality and traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. It's gentle on an empty stomach and has a minty essence in every bottle that helps make taking my multis actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com forward slash sober mom. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash sober mom for 25% off. Hey guys, just a heads up. In this episode, I talk about sexual assault. And so if that is triggering to you, if it's not the right time for you to listen, please make sure you take care of yourself, listen to it later, or skip it. Okay. Thanks. Hi, welcome to the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne of My Kind of Sweet and the Sober Mom Life on Instagram. If you are a mama who has questioned your relationship with alcohol at times, if you're wondering if maybe it's making motherhood harder, this is for you. I will be having candid, honest, funny conversations with other moms who have also thought, hmm, maybe motherhood is better without alcohol. Is it possible? We'll chat and we'll talk about all things sobriety and how we've found freedom in sobriety. I don't consider myself an alcoholic. You don't have to either. And maybe life is brighter without alcohol. I hope you will join us on this journey and I'm so excited to get started. Hi, everybody. It's a solo episode today. I'm trying to do more of these. Before I get started, I want to remind you to come and join us in the Sober Mom Life Cafe. It's such a good party over there. We have women just like you who are examining their relationships with alcohol before they hit rock bottom. But if you have hit quote unquote rock bottom, you are for sure welcome without judgment or shame. 
we're just talking about alcohol, talking about sobriety in a different way with a different perspective. It's a life of abundance, not deprivation. And we have Zoom meetings every week. We're up to four of them. We have book club the first Wednesday of every month. We have exclusive Discord chat where the ladies get to chat and connect and support each other all day long. And we also have bonus episodes. I record an episode called The Sunday Check-In every Sunday morning just to kind of share what I've been thinking about, get our perspective right for the new week. And yeah, it's just such a special place. So it's $15 a month. Come and join us. Also, you guys know I'm a huge Bravo fan. Sometimes I get some flack about it, like, oh my God, how could you? It romanticizes alcohol. And to that, I say, you've obviously never watched Bravo because alcohol is, yes, front and center on most of the Bravo shows. I like Real Housewives and Below Deck and Vanderpump and Southern Charm and Summer House. And those shows probably would not exist without alcohol. But to me, it's such a great way to experience the reality of alcohol and to really see it up close without having to welcome it into my personal space and without having to ingest it. It's a very clear reminder of what alcohol does and what it is. And so I like it. I like it. (laughs) You guys, that sounded like Joey from Friends. I like it. I do. I love Bravo. It's my escapism. I always talk about in sobriety. It's not this like, we got to sit with our feelings all the time. No, I still escape. And one of the ways I escape is by watching Bravo. And it's just kind of a side benefit that it also reminds me what alcohol is. If you haven't been watching Below Deck Down Under, I think it will still resonate with you, but I am going to talk about a certain episode of Below Deck Down Under. And if you've never seen it, Below Deck is a it's a reality show on Bravo that follows the deck crew of, and there are like 84 franchises now for Below Deck. This is of a mega yacht, a super yacht. Is it a mega yacht or a super yacht? I don't know. It's a big boat and it follows the deck crew and kind of on each charter and you know you have your stews and you have your deck crew which is the one that like maintains the boat and does all that stuff and so you get to see what goes on below deck because that was my australian accent it wasn't great i can do better So during the charter, the crew members are not allowed to drink. And so they tend to then really go off on the days off. And these are, you know, I mean, 21, late 20s. I mean, some even early 30s, which then it's like, okay, are you getting a little old for this? And they really do go off. There's there's a lot of binge drinking. But what I like about it is that we see – the effects. We see the morning afters. We see the regrets. We see them say, oh my God, I'm never drinking again. We see it's a very real picture of alcohol. I want to talk about this specific episode. It is Below Deck Down Under. It's season two. So it starts in episode six and then it goes into episode seven. So I would say if you have no idea what Below Deck is, I don't know, fast forward to, fast forward, is it still a thing, to maybe the middle of episode six, watch the the rest of that, and then really watch the beginning of episode seven. And I shared this on my Instagram stories on my kind of suite because I think that this was probably the most important episode Bravo has ever aired. Now, 
there's always been this blurred line between hooking up while people are wasted, regrets, shame spirals the next day, and we see it all, right? We've never seen it like this. And so I'm going to just kind of give you a synopsis. Margot, who is from Wisconsin, which you know then already, she's very close to my heart. And she's just this sweet Wisconsin girl. So they are all out. And Luke is, I think he's British, is the douchebag. He's just throughout the whole season so far, he's kind of, we've seen that he's the bad boy who, you know, plays with girls' feelings and all, you know, you know the kind. That's Luke, right? And Margot is this girl from Wisconsin, very sweet. So they're all at dinner and Margot says, I'm going to black out. I feel myself blacking out, right? And for those of you who, when you were drinking, And if you were someone who would black out, and I need to dive more into the biology about this, but I know that some people do black out and some people just don't. I definitely was a person who did, especially in my 20s when I was binge drinking or in college. Not so much then as I got older, but yeah, it was a thing. And and she kind of had the wherewithal to say, oh, wow, it's really catching up to me and I'm in a, I'm blacking out. Like I'm currently almost blacked out. I'm, I'm on the verge of blacking out. Aisha, who is the chief stew, who is kind of the head of the stews, is Australian. And she kind of clocks this, that Margot is going to be blacked out. And Aisha is her boss, right? Is Margot's boss because she's the head. And so she's kind of keeping her eye on Margot. And she sees Luke starting to kind of, I don't know, like there's some predatory vibes, okay? Nothing super overt. But, you know, in the car on the way back to the yacht, when Margot's now at this point blacked out. And remember, blacked out does not mean passed out. Passed out is, you know, that they're sleeping and unconscious. Blacked out, you can't, like, sometimes maybe you can't even tell if someone's in a blackout, but they seem very drunk. They're talking, their eyes are open, but they are not going to have any memory. Their short-term memory has completely shut down. They are in a blackout. And she had said at the at the table, remember, she had said, I'm, I'm blacking out. So she's kind of slumped over in the car. She's kind of on her way to passed out. And Luke's like, do you want me to tuck you in? And she says, no. She's like very clear, even in her blackout. No, I need to go to sleep. I just want to sleep. I just want to sleep. Okay. They get back on the yacht. Margot climbs into her bed and Aisha is clocking this. She's clocking Luke. She knows that he's up to something, right? And she doesn't trust him for good reason because he's a, he's just a douche. You guys, he's a douche, which we all know this kind of guy. So Aisha's in with Margot. She tucks her into bed and she's keeping an eye on her. She then goes to make chicken noodle soup, as you do when you're drunk. Ew. Like, no, never. Chicken noodle soup? Mm -mm. So she goes into the galley or into the kitchen to make her soup. Luke is at this point, he's above board. He's in the hot tub. Okay, something weird happens now in that the boat loses power and it goes black. This isn't like a conspiracy like Luke made it lose power or anything, but it's just a weird coincidence. Like the power on the boat goes black. And Luke takes this opportunity. Aisha's still trying to make her chicken noodle soup. So Margo's unattended, passed out now. At this point, she is passed out in her bed. 
Luke takes this opportunity to go into Margot's cabin and to crawl into her bed. Also, I need to point out he has a towel wrapped around him, but he's naked under the towel. So as this is a 24-hour show, producers see this. They're right there with the camera and they step in, which is not something that they, I mean, they rarely do this. They rarely step in. They normally just let life unfold how it's going to unfold and they're just there to document it. They step in and they say, Luke, you got to get out. She has said she doesn't want you in here. She just wants to go to sleep. And he says, he kind of brushes them off and he says, nope, thanks, mate. I got it. Thanks. Nope. We're good. And then he's trying to wake her up and he says, Margo, are you a nine out of 10 or are you a 10 out of 10? Which, I mean, that can be taken a lot of different ways. I took that as like, are you a nine out of 10 drunk? Meaning that you have a one out of 10 ability to consent right now, which is not consent. Or are you a 10 out of 10 meeting like no way, which is all just so fucked up. And she says, I'm a 10 out of 10. And the producer's now slapping his back saying, you got to get out. And he says, I'm good. And he gets up. The lights now come on. The power comes back on. He gets up. His towel drops. He's completely naked. And he slams the door so that he's in with Margot. She's passed out and he's naked and he's presumably going to climb back into her bed. The producers don't let this happen. Now they open the door. They they kind of burst in. They're really like saying, no, you have to get out. This is a serious situation. You have to get out. Aisha now comes down the hall and Lou kind of storms out into his room. He shuts the door and locks it, which isn't that nice for him that he gets to protect his boundary by locking a door. Oh, man. And then Aisha comes in and, and everybody's caught up on the, on the situation. Aisha's kind of devastated that this happened while she went to go make her chicken noodle soup. She then stays in bed with Margot for a while and then she goes to wake up the captain. And Captain Jason, I mean, he's a fan favorite for good reason. You know, he's easy on the eyes. He's Australian. He's nice and rugged and just he's a looker. Okay. But now we love Captain Jason even more because he's also a stand-up guy. Aisha lets Captain Jason know what happened. He goes to wake up Luke, who is now passed out in his bunk, and he said, you got to go. You got to go. He cannot be on the boat even one second longer. And he doesn't talk to him. He just says, you have to go. You're going to go in a hotel. We will talk in the morning, which is just brilliant. I mean, there is no reasoning with a drunk person. Don't even try. It's dangerous and it's fruitless and frustrating and all of the things. And so he says, you got to go. And so he kicks Luke off the boat. The next day, I guess long story short, because I don't want to go into, you know, this is an hour long episode. And it really just deals with this. But Luke is fired. There is also another Stu who was fired for kind of disrespecting Margot and kind of taking Luke's side. And then also not respecting somebody else's boundaries on the boat. And so it was very swift. There was no gray. There was no, oh, well, you know, what about him? He was drunk too. No, there was none of that. It was very swift and it was very certain that Luke was completely in the wrong. He disrespected Margot and her boundaries on the verge of assault. He has to go. Everyone then rallies around Margot and Aisha and the chef actually is the one who says, and it's a woman, 
Serena, and she says, let's back up. Margo wakes up not knowing what happened, remembering kind of that Luke was in there, but feeling, you know, waking up and feeling kind of gross and like, oh God, the shame, the the heavy shame of, I know something maybe happened. I don't remember feeling guilty about if she drank too much, what did she do? What was her part in it? Man, why did I drink that much? All of the things that I have felt many times in college and in my 20s. And just, oh man, that shame and that thinking, God, how could I have let that happen? Right. So she's feeling that she is kind of spiraling. And It is so refreshing and important just for me even to hear this conversation that happens among Aisha and Zarina, the chef, and Margo as Margo's going through this this really soul-crushing spiral of what was her responsibility and what did she do, quote-unquote, wrong, and did she cause this, and, you know, and the chef stops it and says, women are allowed to get blackout drunk. Women are allowed to get blackout drunk without being assaulted. That, hearing that, you guys, I'm 43 years old. I still carry the shame of things that happened when I was too drunk to say no. I still felt responsible. I still carried that judgment and just feeling alone in how could I? How could I have let that happen? How could I wake up? in a bed that I don't know and have no, zero memory of it, not knowing where I am, I still, at 43, had never heard someone say that. This was the first time I heard someone say women should be allowed to get blackout drunk without fearing for our safety. And because we are blackout drunk does not give anyone a green light to do whatever they want to us and to our bodies. When we are blackout drunk, when we are drunk, we cannot consent. We are allowed to get blackout drunk. Oh, man. I had to come on here and share this because I know growing up in, you know, I graduated college in 2002. This was not a conversation that was being had. And I still don't think it's a conversation that's being had. I still think we put the blame on ourselves and on the women. And I think. It's still way too easy to say, well, she shouldn't have gotten blackout drunk. Instead 
of saying she has the right to do that without it being a foregone conclusion that she will be sexually assaulted. I know this is a hard episode. I know this is a hard thing to talk about. I know that this can be very triggering. I just wanted to share this because for me, hearing that sentence, women should be allowed to get blackout drunk. Hearing that, I think, started me on a path to healing what has happened to me when I've been blackout drunk and what I've carried with me and the shame I have carried with me because of it. We are not able to consent when we are blackout drunk. We are not doing the things we want to be doing. You are not in your right mind. You are not able to think. And whatever has happened to you and to me while we were blackout drunk is not our fault. I hope that we can slowly start to heal these wounds if we've carried them with us for 20 years. I wish that I had a camera crew around me. I wish that I had an Asia around me, but most of us, millions of us don't, and we didn't. Anything that happened to you when you were blackout drunk and unable to consent was not your fault. I will be talking more about this. I just wanted to come on here and share this in case it provides you some healing and if you needed that too. I love you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sober Mom Life. If you loved it, please rate and review it wherever you listen. Five stars is amazing. Also, follow me on Instagram at The Sober Mom Life. Okay, I'll see you next week. I'm going to go reheat my coffee. Bye. I'm Madeline, and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking, and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober, and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host, and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety, and lots of how to's for navigating all the things sober from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories and they're all so, so inspiring. 
I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.